0: You're listening to The Aligned and Free Show, a spiritually-infused personal development podcast for the ambitious woman. Our passion is to help you align with who you really are, what you really want, and to free yourself from the BS that's holding you back so that you can manifest your very own magical life. We talk about manifestation, of course, spirituality, wellness, mindset shifts, business, and so much more. I'm your host, Shakia Mayer, licensed mental health clinician, speaker, and spiritual mindset coach. All right, let's get into it. Hey, lovely, I have a little something for you. If you are new to manifesting and you want to learn what manifestation is, you want practical steps and you want to practice a manifestation meditation, I have just the training for you. It's amazing. You can click the link in the description of this broadcast, or you can head on over to AlignedAndFree.co for your free three-part audio training, where you will learn the foundational blocks for manifesting anything you want. Okay, almost anything you want but I just wanted to make sure you knew about it. So head on over to alignedandfree.co to download your free training. All right, back to the episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Aligned and Free Show. If this is your first time catching the podcast, thanks so much for hanging out with me. I hope that there is something that resonates with you, and feel free to go check out the previous episodes as well. In today's episode, which is the second show in the Understanding Imposter Syndrome series, we're talking about imposter syndrome versus something else. Okay. Is it imposter syndrome or is it something else? And, you know, I actually like the the term perceived fraudulence a lot better than imposter syndrome because often it is your perception, right? It's your perceived fraudulence that has to do with feeling like a fraud or feeling like an imposter. But I'm going to save that conversation for another episode. As I talk more about imposter syndrome and I work with amazing women to kick imposter syndrome to the curb, we have to acknowledge that the original study had limitations, right? Or that the original study didn't include everything it could have. We have to acknowledge that the study that was done in the late 70s didn't include the impact or the effects of systemic racism or other biases. And if we're talking about imposter syndrome, we have to understand that fact because sometimes it's not imposter syndrome. Sometimes what you are experiencing is a result of the system that you are a part of. So you might be doubting yourself because of imposter syndrome or because of your experience as a person in a marginalized group. The reason I'm bringing up this topic is not to be political. In fact, I don't want to be super political. Political. I'm going to be honest with you. For several reasons. One is because I feel like when we focus only on certain things, you know, it can lessen our energy. So we go from high vibe to not even a vibe at all. And that's not the purpose of this show. However, we do need to address what's out there. We do need to address the parts the parts of society that impact us. We can't pretend like it doesn't exist when it has a very real impact on our lives or on a person's life. So, I'm bringing this up to acknowledge that sometimes it's not you you know that phrase, it's not me. Or wait, hold on. <laughs> I think the phrase is it's not you, it's me. Well, in this case, it's not you, it's them. It it may not be you that has to make the change, but a system, a corporation, a company that needs to change. So if you are dealing with bullying, poor leadership, or a disorganized company, Or you are experiencing supervisors or colleagues who are constantly questioning your work, your skills, or your professionalism, or, you know, even though, excuse me, or your professionalism, even though your work is up to par, even though you are exceptional, even though you are really freaking good at what you do, what ends up happening is because of these types of interactions, you start doubting yourself. You start second-guessing every decision. Oh, no, wait, should I do this? Should I say this? Should I give my thought in this meeting? Should I give this suggestion? Was this good enough? Well, maybe this wasn't good enough because every time I turn something in, it's like they nitpick. Even though you are qualified, even though you have a great track record, even though your work ethic is amazing, You still are having these doubts. You still are having these thoughts. You are still second guessing yourself. And what ends up happening, as I started to say, was you might feel anxious every time you have a meeting or you have to work on a new project. And at some point you start to feel like a fraud because of the doubting, because of the second guessing, because of the stress, the overwhelm, the anxiety. And so you might feel like you don't belong or that you don't know as much as you thought you did. You might feel like you don't know as much as, as, much as your colleagues know. And um, here's the thing, I want us to sit here for a second. As we navigate our personal and professional lives, we wanna be open to learning new things. So in no way am I saying that you know everything, right? Because we all have room to grow and learn new things. But if there is this this notion that you know nothing, even though you do, and as I said before, even though you have the qualifications, even though you have the experience, then this is an issue. And is it an issue because this is an internal process that you're experiencing, Or is it something external? Is it something within the corporation? Is it something that's going on at your job? That's what we're talking about today. So you might feel, as I started to say, you might feel like you don't belong or that you don't know as much as you thought you did. And these thoughts are exacerbated. The feelings and thoughts are exacerbated, especially when you are the only person sitting at the table who looks like you. When you are the only black person, I'm going to talk specifically about you know about black people. I'm a black woman in America, okay. So when you're the only black person or person of color that stands out in some way because of your phenotype or perhaps because of your primary language, and that's called out, and this it's used to um, to 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 highlight certain things about you, but in a negative way. Although your experience of doubt or feeling like a fraud, maybe similar to women who do have imposter syndrome, what you're experiencing, Mm-mm. that's not it. That's not it. You might be dealing with racial bias or systemic racism, which is connected to or related to structural, structural and institutional racism so whether the actions from others from your coworkers your supervisors or your po- or the policies of that company are conscious or not so in this case it's not that you need to overcome imposter syndrome that's like blaming the victim i'm going to tell you you need to overcome something that you don't even have to fit into a place that is beyond toxic absolutely not It's not that you need to overcome imposter syndrome. Instead, it's the organization that should look at their policies, their leadership trainings, their hiring practices, and so on to address an organizational issue. So the practices within that organization may create or perpetuate discrimination or racial stereotyping. And so, you know, especially for us Black folk, you know, some of us grew up with our older family members, our moms or Dads or grandparents telling us we have to be twice as good because the expectation is that we're not good. The expectation is that we're inferior. The expectation is that we're second class. The expectation is that we're somehow less than. And so, because that is the expectation, we have to be at minimum twice as good. Do you know how much pressure that puts on a person? Do you know what that does to your mental well being and physical well being? When you are competing, with a system that you are a part of but you didn't create right you you're competing in a system or you're competing with a system that you didn't ask to be a part of you didn't ask to be in this competition and yet here you are so sometimes it is not that you as i said before have imposter syndrome i'm and i'm talking specifically about the workplace because like i said we can't talk about imposter syndrome and not talk about people who are part of marginalized groups Sometimes it is not imposter syndrome that you are dealing with. Sometimes sometimes it is a terrible workplace. It is a toxic workplace that you are dealing with. So in that case, beloved, <laughs> it's not you who has to be quote unquote fixed. It's not you that has to change because you could do all the work on yourself necessary, but if you're dealing with a system, if you're dealing with practices and and policies that are inherently discriminatory, how is that going to benefit you? How is that going to help you in the long run? It's only going to add to the stress you're experiencing. So, look, I'm very passionate about this, obviously, because I have personal experience as a woman of color and, you know, being in, in the workplace and I am the only black person and there are certain jokes that are made or certain conversations that people are discussing. Hell, I worked at a place and there was a whole conversation about whether whether or not senior staff wanted to address me wearing my natural hair. So if I show up to a place and I don't feel comfortable and I don't feel good enough, perhaps it's not because of something I'm doing wrong, but it's the environment that's creating these insecurities. Before I keep going, because I I can, um, but I don't want it to be a rant, right? I'm all about productive conversations. Like, let's call the ish out and let's have a productive conversation about it and let's come up with strategies. So what are we going to do about it? Before I jump to what are we going to do about it, I do want to reiterate, as I and I've, I've said this and I'm going to repeat it again because repetition is key to learning. I want you to, if, especially if you are experiencing this, I want you to know that it's not you right? It is not you. The practices within the organization, as I said before, may create or perpetuate discrimination or racial stereotyping. And because of this toxic nature, because of this toxic environment, you might be second guessing yourself, your skills, your achievements, your capabilities, or you might be overworking yourself to compensate for this perceived lack, even though you aren't lacking. You're just trying to thrive in a system or in a company, in a corporation that isn't a healthy fit for you because they haven't done the work to address <laughs> their archaic right, uh, policies or interactions. They haven't been doing anything to address the, the interpersonal racism, the systemic racism. So, OK, we know this exists. You're in this situation. What do you do about it? Well, the first thing is to start reframing your thoughts. So if you have that immediate thought of, "Well, damn, I messed up again. Well, I'm so stupid. Well, maybe I'm not competent." Um maybe you start to feel inferior. I want you to reframe those thoughts. It isn't that you aren't good enough at what you're doing. It isn't that you aren't worthy or deserving to have your position. It isn't that you are a horrible employee. I want you to remember to extend compassion to yourself for what it is that you are going through. You want to practice self-care before and after starting your workday. And if you feel comfortable having a conversation with your supervisor or with HR, this can also be a helpful next step. Using your wise mind, you can, and if you don't know what wise mind is, let me know. And I can do an episode specifically talking about wise mind because it's something I use with my clients. But using your wise mind, you can have that conversation and you can discuss what you've been encountering and how this is detrimental to not just you, but other employees who might be part of marginalized groups and how that can impact the company as a whole. You can also discuss your experience during during therapy sessions, especially if your work environment is triggering symptoms of anxiety and depression. Remember, it's your health, your physical and mental health, and your overall well-being that is your top priority. So I don't want you to automatically jump to trying to change a system, whether it's the larger system or the, the culture within your workplace, before you start taking care of yourself. You are the priority. Your health and well-being, this is the priority. or Those are the priorities. So I want you to make sure you're taking care of yourself. And that may include therapy. And there's nothing wrong with that. So uh, as I said before, discuss your experience. Talk about how you can navigate within that space while still taking care of you. And then start to address, Okay, well, what can I do? What role can I take? How else can I advocate for myself? And for other people who might be experiencing those things. Now, listen, this is specifically for Black women because we tend to do this a lot, or maybe I'm just speaking about me. When there's an issue, we wanna advocate for the whole team. Get the team behind you. If there are other people who feel the, who, who feel how you feel, get them behind you. It is not your job to wear the cape. It is not your job to help and save everybody. You don't have to nurture the whole team and all of that. Mm-mm. It's not your job, all right? Because, again, that's additional pressure that now you've taken on. And I want you to make sure that you prioritize your well-being. You can also work with local. You can start off with local groups to help advocate for change. If your suggestions aren't being taken at your company and your workplace and changes haven't been made, I want you to remember that you don't have to stay there. Sometimes we want to we hold on so much. We want to prove a point. We want to be like, no, I can do this. But sometimes it does more harm than good, again, to your mental and physical and emotional health. So don't feel like you have to prove this point. Don't feel like you have to change every single system. Let me tell you something. You get burned out real fast. And this is why I said before that taking care of you is the top priority because you can't change nothing if you're not in your best state of mind or if you're not in your best health. So I do want you to remember to take care of you. As I said before, you practice. You can practice self-care before and after your workday. I used to do this. I used to sit in my car before. Um before I went to went inside, there was a, a particular job. I had a terrible experience. Oh my goodness. If you all can if you're hearing this barking, you know, my apologies, but somehow my neighbors, they just it's like they don't care. They just let the dogs bark. I don't know what's happening with the dogs. They never they they <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the dogs are trying to get their attention. I don't know. But I guess today the dogs are my co-hosts. So <laughs> you can give a round of applause for the dogs. But anyway. There was a job and um, I struggled at this job and I've talked about it before because it was one of the most significant growing up or learning experiences for me and my professional career. And I, I struggled at this job. I was the only only black full time staff member. Um, and at that time I was young. So I'm a young black woman who from time to time would wear her natural hair. i wear my hair in a fro and different natural uh, looks, um, probably twist or fro, right? And I struggled at this particular place. And before I would start my job, I would do, actually on the way, on the drive to the location, I would pray. And I'm like, God, just give me the strength to get through today. And then some days I'd pray, God, help me (laughs) to X, Y, Z, fill in the blank, because it was just, it was taking a toll on literally my spirit. Like it was just one of the most difficult experiences for me. And I've had some cringeworthy experiences in the workplace as a black woman. And some people are like, that doesn't matter, but it was literally, it had to do with me being a black woman. So you can't tell me that it's not real or that it doesn't exist when in fact this was my experience. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. So my point is, you know, on my way to this particular job, I would pray. I would do different breathing techniques. When I would be in my office, I would I would pace a little bit like I'd walk to move that energy and then as I was, as I would leave to go home, I would do the same thing, you know, thank you for letting me get through the day and I would decompress in the car because it was just that deep for me. I say all of this, I got a little long winded, but um, I say all of this to say, I want to validate your experience You don't need me to validate it, but just in case you feel alone, I do want to validate your experience. I want to let you know that sometimes it is an imposter syndrome, but it is a larger uh, system at play here. And I don't want you to feel less than or little for having to be a part of this system (laughs) that we didn't ask to be a part of, right? So the priority is to take care of yourself and see what types of changes can be made And are there other organizations that can help to support? Today is just a noisy day. Sorry, guys. (laughs) Are there other organizations that can help to support you on this journey? And also, you know, linking up with a therapist who can help you to manage your thoughts and emotions that you might that might be coming up as a result of this experience. Sometimes it's imposter syndrome. And sometimes it's systemic racism. I don't want to end on like a heavy note because I do believe that we can get through these experiences and we can thrive and maybe where you are currently isn't the place where you are going to thrive, even with your suggestions. And like I said, if if the suggestions aren't taken and the changes aren't implemented, you have every right to leave. You do not need to stay anywhere that is toxic for you, that is unhealthy, that is weighing on your well-being. You, you don't owe them nothing, okay? So you can leave You also take care of yourself Um, and you can leave and go search for another employment opportunity or, you know, start your own business. Look, that's it's not running away from the problems. It's helping to change the narrative a little bit. But. Um, I'm not going to dwell on the topic a little bit. I just wanted to make sure we address this before I continued in the series of imposter syndrome, of understanding imposter syndrome, because sometimes it's not imposter syndrome. Sometimes it is something else and we have to acknowledge it. And like I said, the original study did not include it. All right. The original study, they weren't talking about systemic racism or other isms, Um or you know, people from other marginalized groups, they didn't really uh, discuss that. So I wanted to make sure we address it because I'm not trying to put on no <laughs> rose-colored glasses and pretend that certain things don't exist when in fact it does. Let me know if there was anything that resonated with you in today's episode. Be sure to leave me a comment and a review and um, let me know if you enjoyed this episode. I mean, not necessarily enjoyed the experience, right, of... of <laughs> Of what we're talking about here But if there was something that was helpful for you also, let me know if you have any questions Was there something I said and maybe you like additional information on it? Be sure to let me know again As I said before the first priority is to take care of your well-being So make sure you are doing that practice self-care link up with a uh, a therapist who you trust and who you can discuss these experiences with and then if you are Wanting to enact some sort of change um, see how you can do that while still taking care of yourself. So is there anybody within your organization that you can work with? Um, is there a larger organization at hand that can be of assistance to you? Don't feel like this is something you have to take care of on your own. I want you to get support because support is truly it's important. As always, thank you so much for hanging out with me. I want you to have an amazing and courageous day and I will talk to you real soon. Bye for now. Thanks for joining us this week on the Aligned and Free Show. Check us out on Instagram at alignedandfree.co and head on over to our website at alignedandfree.co to download your fabulous and free audio training on manifesting. If you are new to manifesting, if you are a beginner, this training is for you. And while you're over there, learn more about mindset shifts and overcoming imposter syndrome so that you can manifest the life you desire. As always, subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and leave us a review so we can continue to bring you amazing content. Talk to you next week.